All right. So here we are, the MBM podcast. My name's Moose. Over there is Buck. And of course, we've got our boy Mike. Uh, yeah. So here it is, guys. We're, we're, we're doing her. We're actually doing her. Scary stuff, I tell you. <laughs> Scary stuff. All right. So uh, basically, first off, I want to thank anybody who uh, downloads us, of course, and gives us a listen. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to us talk about stuff we have no clue what we're really talking about, but we're <laughs> we're going to try and make it sound like we know what we're talking about anyway. So basically, uh, this podcast is just for us to kind of shoot the B between each other uh, about RCs, what we like, what we have seen that's coming out that we might want to try anything new that we may have purchased and, you know, tried out and what our opinion is on it. Uh, no, we are not sponsored by anybody. Yes, we will take free donations from anybody. <laughs> We're not going to say no. Um, and, yeah, so that's Don't basically it. it. To Matt. Mm, well, None of us will get to play with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. Be nice. Be nice. Or All actually, right. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> on a side note, I should be sponsored, though. Yeah? Yeah. You figure? I, th- I, th- I think so. Who, by who? Like TLR or no, Koshi- just, Kyosho? Just for my good looks alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, basically, um, yeah, we're just going to, this first podcast, we're just going to talk about um, basically what we each own as far as RCs, uh, whether it be for racing, uh, just having fun or anything like that. Uh, Also, we're going to get into, uh, Jim has his new Kyosho, or I should say Buck, has his new Kyosho SC6. Uh, Mike just recently built a B5M and uh, had it out a few times, and of course, I just built a B443, so... Uh, we're going to talk about that kind of stuff. Um, of course, uh, Buck's got a Yeti as well. And, of course, he's a little excited about the Yeti XL um, announcement. And, uh, yeah. And, of course, uh, me and Mike uh, yesterday, we went uh, racing down in St. Ignace at uh, KC Hobbies Raceway. A uh, little indoor carpet track. Um, and uh, we had a good time. We had a good time. So, uh, without further ado, uh, let's get into uh, what we have for our seas. So, Mike, uh, wh- what do you got in your arsenal? Oh, you're going to make me think here now. Yeah. I guess we could start with two boats, <laughs> a quadcopter. I got the uh, B4.2, the B5M, the 44.2, the B44.2, RC8.2E, and RC8T converted to an E. Uh, what else? The Summit? I think that rounds it up. Uh, what, did you talk about your Prolite? Oh, and the Prolite. How could I forget the Prolite? My favorite RC. <laughs> the one that every time I race, it breaks. <laughs> oh, yes. The Prolite. How did uh, it do at Casey's? Or did you bring uh, it? Surprisingly well, uh, minus some problems that uh, we had Friday night. Couldn't get the motor mount off the current motor because the screws stripped. That's that's nothing new for me. No, yeah, seems well, that seems to be the... The norm. That's yeah. the, that's the gorilla grip. We were contemplating <laughs> calling you gorilla, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's that's good. Gorilla grip works. <laughs> you got there, Jim, in your arsenal. I can't even remember. Uh, oh, hang on. Wait, no. wait, wait. Let Hold me get on. a pen and a paper. I gotta write this yeah, down. Everybody, yeah. sit down. Hold sit on down. Now, now <laughs> find is a it comfy r- spot? <laughs> Do they have to be running, or is it just future dream? No, everything you got. Race rigs. Everything you have in your basement <laughs> or garage. Okay, in the basement. There's a shelf. On that shelf. <laughs> There is uh, 12 things. I'll start at the very bottom. There's a body I got for Herbie the Love Bug. I've been waiting for... Actually, a short course truck fits in between the wheel wells, like width-wise. 
And last week, we were, we were at our race, and Maverick gave me a chassis for a low-C short course. Yeah, I remember that. He was and trying he, to give it away. Yeah. Nobody me, wanted me it. Me being the nice guy I was, totally forgot about the Herbie the Love Bug body. And I said, you know what? Give that to Julian, fellow racer. You know, he's got two of them, I believe. I don't even think Julian got it. I can't no, remember. No, Did no, Julian yeah, take it? Julian got it. Okay. And after, when I, when I went home, I was like, oh, I got to use that for the... Because the problem is, I, I have the width. I don't have the length. I could have cut one chassis, extended it. Could have had Herbie the Love Bug. It's from when Lindsay Lohan yeah, yeah, did the yeah, movie. Yeah, no, no, I remember. It, it's a sweet thing. So, okay, anyway. <clears throat> okay, so so he's got a Herbie the Love Bug <clears throat> body. I have a, a German <laughs> Panzer III, Hemlong. Very beautiful. Didn't get the parts I want for it. I want metal tracks and all that. I got a rock crawler. I got a Cody Wagner replica. A rock crawler? A rock crawler. I think you have more than one. I think you're <laughs> BSing us a little. Well, I'm... There's things in the works. I really don't want to get into all, all of the things I got, I got going on because you'll think I'm nuts. But inside the closet, so we'll jump over. <laughs> inside the closet, we got... Um, you still in the closet? Yeah, yeah. Let's get back in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have, think it's uh, time to come out, Jim. <laughs> Let's hear it. I have two snow groomers. Recently, beside the snow groomers, I went to Walmart, and Newbright has a grave digger <laughs> RC. And I said to myself, Jim, don't do it because you can just go buy the body, get it painted up, whatever. I couldn't I couldn't walk away. So I put one in the buggy. Brant said, Dad, get another one. So I got two. So 140 bucks later, I'm out, I'm out the door. Anyway, now we're getting into the race rigs. I got a low-C 22 short course truck. I have a low-C mid-motor. I have a low-C mid-motor 22T, I have a 22 buggy 2.0, I have a Kyosho 4x4 buggy, 110th. Which model is that? Kyosho? Yeah, which model? Model, uh, the ZX, ZX-5. Okay. Yeah, ZX-5. Now, come on, you got to be specific here. I People are going to be like, which one? The ZX-6? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got the Z. I wish I had the ZX-6, but that's a whole different story. And then outside in the garage, we have uh, two Jeeps. I just recently got a Jeep off eBay. The just says Japan Jeep, Jeep from Japan, whatever you want. I got the red one, very scale. Ordered some uh, coffee cups for it from Top Shelf Hobby, and apparently pylons. I don't remember get, getting pylons. Oh, you didn't get any pylons. Oh. I was mistaken, but they did give you a free can of WD-40. Oh, did they? That's sweet. See, that, that's just going to go in the back and like tossed in, you know? Mm. Nice. Shut nice. the front door. Yeah. And then I have an RC 8.2. E, that's out in the garage. It's being tweaked on. I put the uh, uh, T-bone bumper on the rear, keep to keep the freaks off the back of it. And um, I have a Yeti, brand new Yeti. Love it. Little mods to it. Didn't get the trailing arm links because I think plastic slides over rocks a little better. Uh, what else do I do? You got your little boat. Uh, yes, I have the boat. I have the Challenger by Lighthawk. Yeah. I had another boat. I got rid of it. I finally just chucked it in the garbage. Jim, you, you realize you may have a bigger problem than the rest of us, right? I, I bought three of those jet boats. You're forgetting what you have, though. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I got to see it in front of me. You know? <laughs> I try and block it out. <laughs> I should have told him to take pictures to make sure he knew when he came. Mm-hmm. 
Well, if you think of anything else, let us know. Oh, I'm going to cut off, cut you off. And, uh, <laughs> keep going on. There's so many side projects. Uh, all right. Well, I guess it's time for my uh, what I've got. Uh, let's see here. I've got a HBI Trophy Flux, uh, eight-scale Truggy, uh, generously donated to me by Mike. Because, uh, of course, he's got a nice little arsenal of 8-scale stuff of his own. So uh, he's nice enough to let me uh, use that during the summer months. I've got myself a Aquacraft Lucas Oil catamaran uh, boat, which uh, I'm nice, looking at it right now up on the yeah. shelf. I love that thing. Uh, I've also got myself um, an SC-10 RS two-wheel drive short course truck. But, of course, that's nothing near stock anymore. Um, it's got lots of different stuff in it. Uh, Teakin. Uh, what speed passion reventing in it that kind of stuff uh, i'm also running an se 10 4x4 factory team edition kit um i've got myself a older kyosho rb5 one of the originals um not even like an sp kit or an sp world's edition kit uh one of the originals and my recent one i just built was the associated b44.3 and uh, i'm in love i love that thing it's a it's a blast to drive so um, and yeah, so yesterday Mike and myself, uh, went down to St. Ignis, down to KC Hobbies and, uh, ran in his races. Uh, it's a nice little break for Mike and myself just because, a uh, very nice break <laughs> for Matt and myself <laughs> because, uh, well up here we, uh, we run, um, the Sioux RC car clubs, or we should say we help run the Sioux RC car clubs. Um, We're the technical gurus. <laughs> yeah. We run their, their indoor, uh, program. I help run it. Um, with a lot of the computer-based stuff, scoring and stuff like that. So, you know, we do race in the day, but um, that's more or less what gives us a break, Mike, from having to be uh, running everything. We get a chance to get yeah, over there. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, actually, you know, just to touch on that, our first race, which was, what, on October 5th? Two weeks ago? Two weeks? Yeah, exactly, yeah. two weeks to the day. Yeah. You know, it actually, surprisingly, went very smooth. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad, especially with, you know, what, what, 98 entries I think we had? 98 entries, I think, is what I remember. And yes. actually, it might have been, yeah, 98. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't find myself panicked quite like we were in, you know, the previous year. A lot of confusion. But I think that uh, a lot of the stuff we did over the summer with our, our events through the city, you know, we've purchased some new stuff got ourselves a lot more organized and i think we both got more familiar with with everything that we were doing right so yeah me and you were a lot more comfortable uh i, I think like anything though we still have lots to learn and we'll only keep getting better and we just got to learn from the uh from the elders in this uh sport you know and how to do things and race rules and pushing things along and yeah, well, that's that's something I noticed definitely from being down to Casey's races. Now, Casey's been running races a lot longer than we have, and, um, you know, I, I find that sometimes some people might say to us, you know, we're not given enough time between races to get ready, and, you know, like, mm-hmm. at Casey's, nobody ever says that. It's just you're oh. out there and you're racing or you're not out there and racing. I had lots of time. As long as you're paying <clears throat> attention to when you're coming up. Yeah. We had no problem. Well, you know, and, and a lot and of times I I was racing in one class. Then I'd have to obviously marshal because you marshal after you race. Yep. And then I'd be racing the race right after marshaling. So I didn't even have time to be over at my at the table getting it ready. I had to run over, turn it on, switch my radio, put the body on it, and get it out there. And, and yeah, you know. Oh, I, it, I, I think that comes with, it's like anything. I think with experience, um, we become more efficient at being ready, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we've put ourselves in a position where, and, and <laughs> Jim, uh, you can attest to this uh, 110%, is having batteries 
and oh. a plethora of batteries right. where you where they're just always in your trucks you don't have to worry about you know some people have that problem where they got to take it out of this truck get it charged get it put into this truck so that they can go race their second or third race you know in that heat or in that yeah. set of mains yeah. uh you know so i think that makes a big difference too and that's kind of where we're at now right so yeah i like i like i'd like to get nine more but we're talking a total of 20 oh. batteries and it's just that's that's way too much but but uh, what time did uh, Stacy? Uh, Stacy. Stacy's gonna kill Who's Stacy, Jim? <laughs> what are you thinking about there, Jim? <laughs> Who's Stacy? Oh, my wife's not listening. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you know, Stern. you know, you know, she is gonna download this and listen. You, you know it. Oh God. <laughs> Jim's on the couch uh, tomorrow night. <laughs> what What time did Casey start the race at? Eleven. Eleven. No, it was like eleven thirty. Yeah, eleven thirty. We had a little bit of a setback getting started, um, mm-hmm. and then somebody's motor or cap pack burned up. And he jumped up on the tabletop, and as we all know, the jumps don't support human weight no. unless yeah, it's like a four-year-old. Of, uh, steel. <laughs> and uh, he went through it, so there was about a 35-minute, 40-minute delay getting it fixed oh, back yeah. up and ready for the mains. But um, What was his other delay that he had? Uh, printer? Yeah, he was having no, issues with his printer. I don't know. But there, was, there was a couple delays, but I mean, th- but, I mean, th- th- I mean, he didn't have as many. En- we didn't run as many entries. No, yeah, yeah. I think he was saying he had sixty-eight or something like that. And yeah, which is awesome. <coughs> well, you and, and you, you got to remember, he he's fighting against the hunting season. Yeah, you well, know, exactly. We, we had and the distinct advantage of doing it at the beginning of the month, and not too exactly. too many. And he's right smack dab in the middle of start of. I'm not sure for the U.S. what it is, but for us, I think it's, it's, think it's deer. Deer, but for us, deer, it's moose yeah. season even. You know, so so he he had well, that to compete and, and with. Casey said that that was his biggest one, his biggest season opener yet, which yeah. I think is awesome. Yeah. No, no. He so he had five minute races. Yeah, five minute, five uh, minute heat, heat, seven minute mains. And then the de- time delay in between was three or five minutes. I, I'm not sure. You know what? Didn't even he, actually keep track of it. To be he honest with you, it. Did it all go he quick, did though? was is they came off the track and the next set were up there, and before you knew it, we were running it. Um, yeah. yeah, he's. Uh, He's always on the ball, that guy. Yeah, you, like, you, you got to think he does it all by himself too. You know, from putting the for, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he, well, and, and again, we we have the advantage of having uh, volunteers to come out and help us. And I know some people go and uh, um, you know help help him, and and he's nice enough that a lot of times I guess he pays whoever comes to help him set up so you know if you're listening to this and you're you're in the st ignis area or even up here and you go down there the friday night and help him set up i don't know if he's doing it this year where he pays but you know a guy like him could always use an extra set of hands setting up and we definitely know from that standpoint how much easier it is to get everything set up with more people it definitely makes things a a lot easier in that sense right definitely definitely He puts an appreciation into the, you know, when when you help uh, help set up for the day, you start to have a little more of appreciation for, you know, what goes into it. Like you know, you a lot of people just show up and they're like, oh, okay, I put my car on the track and you race. Yeah. You know, but when you spend four hours rolling carpet out and sticking plastic pipes together, <laughs> you know, you start to realize, holy cow, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of not a lot of people, there's a lot of time. A lot of, you know, you know, bending over on your knees, jamming screws into your fingers. <laughs> you know, it's bent over yeah. and jamming. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but back to back to the race on the weekend. You know, it was uh, it was very uh, things went very smooth at Casey's. I was awesome. I was so glad to be down there. I think the advantage that Casey has uh, over us is the people that come to his races. 
are a lot more seasoned. Uh, you know, I think we have people that are running, uh, not nationals matter, or, or some of those guys do run at that level. Um, I, I don't know about nationals. I know a lot of those guys um, do travel all over uh, lower Michigan. Weekend. Yeah, Let's they leave it at that. They race yeah. a lot. Um, uh, yeah, like I like I said, I, I'm I don't want to speak without knowing, but I do know a lot of those drivers are fairly accomplished drivers. So yeah, it, well, it, like I said, it's definitely they, something nice to to race with right because then you kind of get to see what these other people are doing as far as how they're going and stuff like that and and you know i want to get and you were speaking about maverick earlier jim Mm -hmm. i want to try and get him on one of our episodes coming up and and talk to him about setup because as far as i'm concerned i call that that guy the setup king because he's all about setups and and he's normally a very decent finisher um, he's hard to beat, uh, and it's uh, you know I do like watching but, him and Joel. But, but he is beatable. <laughs> he is beatable. <laughs> we yeah, won't, we won't get into that. <laughs> we'll we'll save that trash talking for when he's on. Yes. Yeah. So, but definitely, you know, I I I enjoyed myself. Like I said, I I really like going to Casey's just because it's that that break. You know, you can go and really enjoy your day and and tweak on your car a little bit and. You know, we were speaking with Julian because he was pitting behind us, um, and and you know he was talking about you know this setup, that setup, changing this, changing that, and I kind of looked at him and said, you know, I'd love to to tinker around with my stuff and change it so it works great on Casey's track, mm-hmm. but I don't have the time when we go back to racing on our track because our track is a bigger, we have a bigger, bigger space, yeah. you know, so I I don't have the time to to reconfigure my stuff to work better on our stuff from being better on his stuff. So I kind of just ran it the way it was. Well, I, I think for Casey's, you, you got to get your camber toe, right, Mike? We, we talked the, about that before oh, in my garage. Casey's track is so much different than ours in the sense of... Wow. There's lots of turning. There's lots of turning. Ours is a big sweepers. Yeah, you know, Casey's ours is like a, right. is a NASCAR oval compared to... Compared to his, yeah. So yeah. he I sets mean, up, you know, and I mean, it was so different because our track you can gear yourself to have a lot more speed and you go there and like matt said you know it what do you what do you do you do you take your stuff all apart change your gearing change your setups and then two weeks later set it back up i mean yeah, yeah i guess a lot of people might do that yeah but you know who has the time well yeah. if, you're, if you're the average <laughs> racer you have the time if you're yes lots you know, of late nights yeah so yeah and well obviously with kids and, and wives and everything like that you know, they look at us at the end of a race week and go, are you for, for real right now? You literally just spent the last three days tinkering on that crap? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we overanalyze it too much, though. I think the three of us are, are stuck in the same boat where we we just think about it too much. And we, yeah. you know, I think a lot of the guys just go out and they just do it, you know. Uh, huh. I, I don't know how some of the, I don't, I guess I'm too organized to just show up at a race and, I'm not organized, but I'm di- <laughs> yeah, I'm, but organ- I, I, I'm a disorganized, organized person. I can't go to the race and start changing setups because no. I panic. And as Matt said earlier, as we were talking about my gorilla strength, putting <laughs> screws in. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I always run into that. So then I'm stripping a screw, something's getting broke, and then I'm frustrated because now I can't take a screw out of something, and that can ruin my whole day. So it's like, no, I got to do it like... Yeah the week before i don't know it's just it's such a mess remember what you said to me the other day you're gonna have an aneurysm one day over that yeah like like i i I can't show up to race with junk i I just can't you know because other people are looking at your ride you know so but that's a personal thing right that's a personal thing totally totally 
Because like you see some of the guys, you come out there and you look at the tr like, their truck and you're just like, you go, what? Oh my god, that thing is gonna go around the track. How are they just... racing with that thing? Are they being for real right now? Like really? And they yeah. beat you. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then you're the one standing on the driver's stand. You're like, oh my god, how did this happen? Yeah. Well, I know how it happened because we don't. We we I think we I I'm trying to stop myself from the tinkering. You know, every time you take it off the track, you're adjusting a turnbuckle. You're you know changing this, changing that. No, no. You know what? Just leave it, get used of it, and drive it, and become good with it. Yes, you got to be within a range of, of good, you know, you can't have one tire pointing left and one point, tire pointing right and expect the thing to ride right. Why not? That's what, but, isn't that what your sub trim's for? Oh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, but no, you know what I mean. I've gotten to that point too. It's kind of now where as long as my tires are pointing straight, yep. you know, everything seems to be good in that sense. You know, I've got, I've got shock fluid in my shocks yeah. <laughs> i'm just gonna go out there and run it I, I really don't care wheel it around the corners that's all and you know what's yeah, funny worst comes to worst just use the wall it'll make you turn there you go i haven't been running my two-wheel drive short course truck like at our races and i ran it at casey's jim oh, that thing was on rails yeah, it's got a 13.5 in it uh 13.5 blinky because uh, that was a class we were running and those of you who don't know what a blinky is is uh it's a uh, an electronic speed control which is your esc as we'll refer to it uh, f again, for people who don't know what it is, um, Blinky is just basically a, a mode that the ESC goes in where you can't put any advanced settings in the ESC. It's just normal. It just provides normal power to the motor. So I was running it in modified, which a lot of guys are running like eight and a half turn, nine and a half turn motors. Um, funny enough, Misassi was running a 17.5 motor in his, and I had a hard time keeping ahead of him. But I was shocked at how well my truck handled. Yeah. You know, I almost forgot how much fun it is to drive that truck. Yeah, well, it's the last time you drove that, Matt, was at Casey's, wasn't it? Um, I think I raced it at our Spring Classic last year, but I just don't remember driving it. So our Spring Classic and then Casey's, right? And then Casey's. Yeah. I haven't driven it since. And yeah, I didn't so drive. I bet you that's why you, you found it, because you probably had tinkered with it to get it running good at Casey's. Yeah, well, that was that time that uh, you, um, you, Liam, and, and myself all went down there, and I spent... A horde of time changing this, changing springs, trying this, trying that, you know, tightening up the different, uh, the ball diff didn't a little. You, change, you even went to the extent of changing shock fluid, I think, between no, races. No, I didn't change the shock fluid. I only changed the springs, springs yeah, which was a pain That's in right. the butt. I and the sway bar, I think you did too, race. eh? You want to, I can send you home with my little bin there if you want to start changing my fluid Every for race, new shock <laughs> fluid. I make sure the shocks are dialed in. Just one of my anal things I got to do. Yeah. TLR loves you and how much shock food oh, you buy. You should man. start buying stock in that stuff, buddy. We should. I love their shocks. <laughs> the MBM. Well, MBM will buy shocks and Team Losey Racing. You can benefit from your own addiction <laughs> to shock fluid, Jim. Uh, but anyway, about your short course truck. Oh, geez, job and stuff there. Throwing pens around yeah. everywhere. So, yeah, so our next race is coming up, what, on November, what, 2nd, uh, Matt? I believe it's the 2nd. Let me look at a calendar here real Sunday, quick. Yeah, it is the 2nd. I got a calendar yeah. here. Yep, Sunday the 2nd, yeah. The Sioux so RC Car Club, we, we race uh, the first Sunday of every month. So if you're downloading this and listening and you're in the Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario area and can make it, come you're on out. in Ontario, period, you should just come. Yeah, sure, or why Michigan. not? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're uh, located at the Alexander Hendry. Uh, high school gym. Um, we do have information on Facebook at the Sioux RC Car Club. You can check us out at facebook.com slash Sioux RC Car Club Canada. Um, yeah, you can check uh, Post check links out. with the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, uh, you can check uh, our podcast page out at uh, facebook.com slash MBM podcast. Uh, give us a liking and uh, we'd appreciate it. And yeah, it's a 
I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm liking this so far. So what I'm thinking maybe we'll do is, uh, what, take five minutes there, get a bottle of water, drink or something like that, and relieve ourselves if we have to, and then we'll come back and uh, we'll continue on with our uh, with our show. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys in a few. Okay, we're back from our little break there. Uh, everybody's happy, happy. Okay, Buck, let's uh, let's have a little chat about what we uh, we just wow. finished watching. Yeah, we just watched the new Yeti <laughs> XL video. Oh I'm my! I'm still Lord. watching it. I'm not gonna lie. I just watched this part where they took this huge, massive jump off of a grass hill. Yeah, <laughs> the thing goes like off eight off those feet BMX up in the air, jumps, nose up, and just comes down beautifully. Oh. Yeah, I just really muted it, and I'm playing it here on this other computer, so yeah. we're staring at it. It's at a at minute, it. like, 50. Oh, it is just beautiful. It, it's $700, but you know what? The smile on my face. W- what is, though? The Yeti XL. Okay. Six, six, just just want to make sure we're... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not talking about Stacy again, are you? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Stacy's mom's got... <laughs> oh, here it is going around a berm. Oh, it's dead sexy. This thing's ridiculous. Man, and and I have a Yeti, like I have a Yeti, and I love the scale of it. This I'm not a big fan of the scale, but what what is the scale of this thing? This is scale. They call it an eight scale, but I'm gonna call it a massive scale. Yeah, it's like, it's summit size scale. Which no I'm, man. Oh my god, Matt, are you at the two minute forty five mark? Uh, no, two twenty five at the moment. Oh my god, but, dude! But okay, and I'm gonna watch it. But b- but before I, I'm gonna pause it for a second at two thirty, just so I can finish saying what I'm gonna say. We watched while we were on break there. We watched the unboxing video of that thing, and it dwarfed him. And yep. the box, the guy disappeared behind the box <laughs> when he opened it up. You know, so it's massive. And when he took it out of the box, the the thing's the size of the man's torso. Yeah. Now. Like, with with that, are listen the, here, parents. This is the thing you need to buy your kids Christmas. Is, it will be the coolest kids on the block. Is is <laughs> Vanquish going to follow, follow along party. with parts for it? You know, it's a different axle. Yeah. It's not a. Oh my axle. god! I see this jump. Look at that! Oh. Oh, you're watching it again. Oh my god! <laughs> no, we ju- we've just got to it. <laughs> um, it, listen. If anybody from Axial happens to be listening to this, just sh- listen. We would absolutely love you guys if you to wanted to send no, us one, and um, we'll let you know how durable it is. How does that sound? We we have a trail for it. Yeah, we we've got a place we can use it now. It's, actually, and I, spe- have a, and I have a nickname for Matt. Oh boy, it's Matt the Destroyer. No, no, get out of here. Just because Jim had to swim out in the middle of the water to get a boat, that the thing yeah. that wasn't my fault. That was that was a, that was a crappy uh, flex shaft. That's that's what that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. But uh, you know, actually, funny enough, talking about Axial, knowing anybody with Axial, um, Ty Kemble, uh, which anybody who's familiar with RCs is actually, uh, I believe, his father runs Teakin. Is yes, that it? Yes, his father does. Um, he's been gracious enough to actually agree to doing an interview with us. Um, so I'm gonna get a hold of him at some point here in the near future, and uh, he's gonna be on one of our episodes. And I'm I'm pretty excited about that. He was really cool about me approaching him on Facebook and asking him. Uh, he didn't even hesitate to say yes, and and he was well aware that we have absolutely no idea what we're doing with this. So, um, you know, want to say 
thanks to him for that. If he happens to listen to this podcast and uh, anybody else that uh, might want to hear from him, um, make sure you stay tuned because when we have him on, it'll be nice to talk about some Teakin stuff, talk about some Axial stuff, you know, and uh, and go from there because I know most of us here are Teakin fans. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that everybody. that Yeti XL, oof! I tell you what, I can't stop watching this video. This, that thing's yeah. ridiculous. Like I thought, the Yeti was was wicked. Ye- you know, Yeti, when it came in, the Yeti is wicked. The Yeti is wicked. Yeah, but the Yeti XL takes it to like a whole nother level of wicked. Like, yeah, it does. it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, holy. So, uh, so let's talk about that, Jim. So when are you getting one? About your Yeti. My Yeti. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's the best thing since sliced bread. It was like your initial impression, like when you took it out of the box. Give us your. Give us the Christmas Day I took day it out of the box at, at Matt's house, and the smile on my face, I'll tell you. And then the next day when I rode it in the backyard, oh, it just brought me back. You to rode it. on it? I rode on it. <laughs> no, I rode it. <laughs> I rode it hard. Drove it. <laughs> I drove it, yes. I drove it in the backyard. I tell you the thing. You see? Like, ex- yeah. Explain to me what made it so awesome. Just, Why did What made you smile? Well, this, the size of it. The way it was going over the terrain, the independent front suspension, the just the way it moves. I, like nothing it, you've ever... Nothing I've ever seen, no. And and I watched that King of Hammers race, you know, every uh, uh, February. You know, it, it's something that I like to watch. And here they made this buggy that looks like that. Oh, man, I tell you, it's right up my alley. That's good. That's yeah. very good. Yeah. No, yeah. You, you would you would obviously recommend it to any of our listeners as a. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I mean it, it needs some things, you know, just so to like be. What, f- in, what do you what what's your recommendations that it needs? Well, the steering's a little loose, and the servo. They they they, they put it I think in a hundred, and fifteen ounce servo. Yeah, you know, it, 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 let's just talk on that for a second, and. It's 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 money wise to keep. That's the, like everything the though. Price eh? Like I find anything you buy. Yeah, it's a, for some it? reason. They, the servos, they just don't put the heavy-duty stuff in. No. You have to upgrade it to, to you know, like like you said, it does come with a 151-ounce servo. I got it up here on the screen. Yeah, yeah. No, and that... you're just like, it, it, in our opinion, I think all three of us agree, like something that size with, you know, you're slinging tires that big. You're yeah, it's not Driving the thing that. like a madman over bumps and jumps and curbs and you're gonna need a protec 630 ounce yeah <laughs> yeah like you need something like at least at the 300 ounce level <laughs> you know to keep that thing going in a straight line and then the other half of the problem is is the you know they say they're all metal geared servos but usually in our in in our experience there's a plastic gear somewhere in there yeah yeah unfortunately uh, you know associated um did that with the sc10 rs it, it was uh, says you know whatever mg metal gear um but there are two nylon gears in the servo yeah. um i found that out the first time i ever raced my sc10 rs indoors because uh you know indoor because of the high grip and everything that was really hard on a servo but uh you know i replaced it with a spectrum um and since then you know all metal gear drivetrain i've never had an issue with that servo whatsoever funny enough though uh jim's yeti's servo found a home um in my um scx10 my axial xcs10 uh jeep wrangler mm-hmm. which is actually one that i even forgot about because it's out in the garage right now i gotta bring it in the house you didn't mention it no no uh, i love that and thing that's the thing they're, it's not that they're not good servos no come but in these in these ready to runs and things it's just sometimes over time they're well, gonna you know 
or, or they're underpowered for, yeah. for the application. Yes. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, to me, the Yeti, that's not a big enough of a servo for the Yeti. It's, no. it's just not. No. You know, and, and the and XL, I'm, I was looking at the XL specs. They put the same servo in it same, as they do the regular Yeti. Same motor. Really? Yep. Same ESC. Yeah, no, the motor like looked bigger in the video. No, it's just a different color. It's the can. The can's just a different color. Yeah, the can's gold or brown, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, but it's oh, it is a different motor in the XL, Jim. I was going to say, yeah, because he said it was a Vanguard XL. Your, your, yeah, yours that's, has a 3150 oh. four pole. Yeah. With a Vanguard AE3 ESC. Yep. That's me. And the XL is a 2200 kV four pole with a Vanguard AE4 XL. Something that size, you think you could go like one fifth or like a. I wonder what well, the can really dimensions are. One fifth electronics out right now. Yeah. I, oh, uh, Castle has one fifth electronics Castle out. Castle has their stuff. But it's two hundred dollars or more, probably, right? Oh, no, but and that's really about it. Because what did HPI? What does HPI put in their Baja? The the Baja. I, I believe it. It, be it. Well, I think it's Castle stuff rebranded. Yeah. For the most part, so, I, I know Castle kind of has the market on that because a lot of stuff that you find, uh, even for instance, your Yeti. The, the ESC in it is just a rebranded um, Castle ESC. Yeah. yeah. Well, Castle makes it. And they, well, yeah. that's what I mean. So it's re- Vanguard. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's rebranded an Axial Vanguard. So, you know, Ca- Castle kind of has the, the market, if you want to call it that, on, on a lot of ready-to-run power systems. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not that they're horrible. I wish more of Castle stuff was censored, like their Mamba Monsters and stuff like yes. that. But, you know, yeah, beggars can't sure. be choosers. You know. So, so the servo gym we mentioned as an upgrade to the to the Yeti, the standard mm-hmm. Yeti, not the XL. Yes. And you said that the steering's a little sloppy. You like you mean in the sense of because of the, the servo or no, just because some of the parts? Because of the plastic parts. So Vanquish comes out with a, uh, uh, if you will, like a, a steering collar, servo saver, thing, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> they call it a steer, steering rack, but it's, it's out, not right? really a steering rack. It's basically two two brackets. So, but they they call it a steering rack. So, thank God for them. But of course, it's yeah, it's Vanquish. So Vanquish, it's uh, yeah, break out the break out the wallet and hit the uh, hit the overdraft. Yeah, but it's but it's what it needs. And then the the uh, there's there's other parts to it too that don't need tuning. But you know, if you're a tinkerer like myself, you know, yeah. you know. Well, and, and I, I think it 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 uh, lends itself for us to mention to to the audience that for us, uh, we don't have a local hobby shop now. Casey no. Hobbies and that he's a forty five minute drive away. Yeah, he'll pretty much get us anything we want whenever we want it. Sometimes it takes a couple of days, but we can't just go to the hobby shop when we break apart and pick something else up. So a lot of times when we buy a ready to run like a Yeti, we need to. Think about, mm-hmm. okay, what might break? Let's order that and let's change it out now to avoid it breaking and having downtime. Because yeah, sometimes well, downtime time for us might be two weeks. That's right. On that topic, look at when we go racing. Yeah, yeah. With the arsenal of things. I mean, we, I've got three, I don't even know how big those containers, 33-inch by, you know, uh, what are those, probably 24-inch tall containers? I think they're like 89 liters yeah, or something like, like that. Know, I they're... bring three of those, and I've got spare parts, spare this, spare of everything, because, you know, you break, that's the end of your race day. You don't just, yeah. you know, you don't have access like at some of the other uh, places, you know, that, that where there's a hobby shop built on. They probably have every part known to man plus some. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that is difficult, you know, and that goes back onto the subject of, you know, when you blow a turbo, uh, 
you know, that can be the end of your race day. That can be the end of your fun day out, you know, your yeah. afternoon out uh, crawling at Hiawatha, you know. It, yeah. And, yeah, and you had that tough. overheating issue the last time we went the out. The overheating issue that I, usually when I go out there, I wasn't bringing parts to fix certain things. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cocky. But yeah, what, what, it went, what, what went on it after that? Uh, oh, you lost a pin. You lost your uh, rear drive shaft. Lost my rear drive shaft. Uh, the motor mount moved. I don't know why it moved. It was still solid, but it, it moved. I fixed that problem. Just unscrewed it and screwed it back in. And it was fine. A little bit of Loctite. Yeah, a little bit of Loctite. That's one thing I didn't do. I didn't Loctite yeah. every little and thing. And then they say that's that's the number one thing to do yeah. when you buy an RTR is, is double check everything. And I know that, but I didn't do it. Yeah. So you were just too excited. excited. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> too excited to get, out, get a battery in it and go. I, I think we've all been there, done that a couple of times. So just to recap there, Jim, so what you're saying is, is uh, Yeti, out of the box, the two things you're going to want to look at is the servo itself. It's the ser and servo, the servo horn, and... That Vanquish uh, no, servo no. saver... Servo saver thing. I I, I I put in a washer just to uh, get the slop out of it. But that's just a mod I, I learned from RC Crawler there, the forums. And then uh, yeah. re recently I upgraded the wheels because they would strip. They were just screws, screws hold, holding the bead lock. And then, oh. yeah, the, the pin would actually strip too. Yeah, yeah, but Axial, funny enough, you mentioned that Axial has come out with a uh, a hex kit or something hex like kit, that for yeah. it. And if you have one, uh, I guess you get a hold of Axial and they'll send it out to you free of charge. Yeah. So that that's nice to see that a company is yeah. actually taking uh, responsibility for uh, mm -hmm. oops and, 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 you know, dealing with it right away. My biggest gripe, my B443 that I built, great kit, loved the assembly of it, went together great. They gave me plastic nuts to hold yeah. the shocks onto the, the shock mounts. And, and I, I I cracked one and lost a shock and, and missed most of the heat because of you, it. You I, used it, though. What's that? You used the sh the plastic nut? Well, yeah, because... Matt, what the well, heck? Hey, yeah, <laughs> anyway, listen, I'm using what they provide that's what, me. That's what it came with, right? But the, I mean, and, and, and that's it. So, you know, I, it, to me, I would have paid 10 more dollars for that kit if yeah. it would have came with aluminum lock nuts yeah. and a, a, a washer or something like that to, to hold them on. I, I would have rather... I've done that. So, you know, I want to try and get Tim Tunerman on the podcast. He's the engineer, the guy who designed the 443 and the changes that went into it. And, you know, I'd love to kind of ask him, you know, why plastic? Yeah. Why not yeah, aluminum? I would love to know the answer to that. You know, oh, he's just going to say cost effective. Well, but again, uh, anybody who's well, well, serious well, well, about racing ain't going to right? like, be upset. Well, anyone who's racing it knows, can pick out the weak parts of it. Yeah. And knows that this plastic piece, that's got to go. Metal don't get me wrong. Is the kits not aimed towards the racing? But that's it. And that Mike's saying, Mike, Mike's saying yeah. it exactly. If you buy it, it should be ready to be built. Like you can build it, throw it on another track, and run it. You well, shouldn't have to be that's changing wrong stuff now, right? Like, like we might get the answer of, well, we're trying to make it more cost effective for everybody, True. not just the racer, because they want to expand their their client base. You know. So, but I agree with you. So you you sell a product with a plastic shock tower or shock uh nut. whatever you want to yeah. call it nut. The and, nut yeah and they know so that person buys that kit puts it together <laughs> does what they do with it puts it on the road and all of a sudden the thing breaks well how happy is that customer at the yeah. end of the day right and well, like you said that over you know what ten dollars i don't even think that not even i spent i think it's gonna cost I spent, 50 cents i spent three dollars on mip 
4040 aluminum lock nuts uh, from Casey. And then I had some uh, spacers that I used as a, as a washer to kind of hold sure. uh, the well, deal. That's what I'm on. saying. You know, for probably 50 cents in parts. Okay, so yeah. let's mark it up. Like you said, let's, let, you know, five, $2. Five, five, even five, ten dollars more for the kit for that kind of stuff. And, and what I'm, I, what I'm basing it on is, is on my SC10 four by four factory team edition kit. It has aluminum lock nuts that hold the shocks on, you know, it has those little things. There wasn't, and maybe it's just me assuming that maybe that's what they should continue to do, you know, maybe that's no, my that's fault. Factory team edition, right? That is just and what the, the four four three kit, and that'll probably yeah. and that'll probably come out is is the team kit, which will have the aluminum nuts and all the little. Uh, nope, no, 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 no. I got the box sitting right here. Literally picked it up. Jim, what does that say? Oh, factory team B four four three factory team one ten scale four wheel drive electric off road competition buggy kit. So the only other thing that crosses my mind is is maybe they're looking at weight. Yeah, it could be definitely. You know, on a side, I, I, on I a think side Matt, note you there. got the right idea is to get a hold of, of Associated, uh, you know, and, and ask that question. Say like, listen, you know, we haven't been doing this all that long. You know, what, I, what do you, what have we been mad about? Four years now. This is we're kind of. Uh, I think in, four or five into yeah. this. Yeah, I, I think the number you're looking for is called uh, TLR, Mike. Uh, oh, they they come with metal uh, nuts like that for yes, four but, racers. But again, and I don't disagree with you, but... Says the TLR look, fanboy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's fine, but look at the price factor, right? That's right. That's yeah, right. what what did you spend on your... Uh, well, A you, lot. Yeah, well, how much was your 22 buggy? My 22 buggy? 2.0 kit. I, I, I really forget right now. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I yeah, paid the fifth. Yeah. yeah, I bought the kit and Is then I bought... T- it's a TLR 2.0? Yeah, yeah, the 22. Yeah. I, I bought the kit for whatever price, uh, and then I uh, bought every upgrade you could probably buy for it. But well, yeah. no, but let's not talk about the all I'm talking about. Nuts, it's, though, too. it's 349 for the Losi uh, 22.2. Yeah, 349, and I think uh, it's 379 for the associated 443 buggy kit. Now, this is a two wheel drive. Yeah. yeah. Well, and just. So you it's know. comparable to the B5, right? Yeah, B5M, yeah. B5. So you think about that, the B5, so I said 349 and a B5M, I'm just doing this right now, it's 259 That's yeah. hundred. That's almost a $100 difference. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I would hope that, like Matt just said, that for a $100 difference. You do get nuts. You're getting, well, you you're get getting out steel nuts, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I'm willing to, you know, bet chickens eggs here that when, if we ever get a response to the question of why plastic on a factory team kit. It's going to come down to the dollars and cents. N- never mind a response. Maybe hopefully we can get them on the podcast. That wow. would be great. Hey, you know. But that's a that's a response. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. You know, it you would know, be so super nice. I but, think that's uh, something that we should aim for going forward. So, <clears throat> But Jim was saying there, I guess, on his Kyosho SC6, um, mm-hmm. it had uh, the plastic nuts as well. But you were, you were telling me you changed that right away on it, right? Right, right away. That's the first, yeah. first thing. Just for insurance purposes. Yeah. You know. Well, trust me, in hindsight, now, anytime I see that, I'll be definitely doing yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, I have a container of metal nuts there. <laughs> yeah, I've seen yeah. your containers. Of yeah. <laughs> it's like nuts the Hillbilly no. Bag Garage Special. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your initial impression, Matt, on your uh, 44.3? Um, I love it. Now, I, I got a couple of gripes. Of course, obviously, we were just talking about the one uh, with the, the plastic nuts for the shocks. That It is what it is. Problem rectified. I've got a solution. Um, the only other thing I didn't like about the build was um, the actual uh, pinion gear inside of the the, the differential. You know, um, it ha- it's held on by an E clip, 
and it is not a uh, funny clip to get in there. Uh, I was reading a couple of forum posts. Apparently, some guy went through about eight of them wow. before he got them in there where they didn't bend themselves or break or go flying across the room. Now, fortunately, I didn't have that problem. I got both of mine in the first try. Um, they did get mangled a little, so I spent probably about 10 minutes per um, per drive uh, center drive shaft for the front and the back, uh, getting them seated properly. Um, and then for extra insurance, I put a little dab of CA glue uh, on them just so that way, in case something came loose, I didn't want to end up having a, a massive mess to clean up. So but the I, clip doesn't fall out, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't understand those C-clips or those E-clips, you yeah. know, the same thing. Yeah, and that's yeah, what other frustrating. Yeah, other guys said that. Why not have just threaded it and put a, a washer and a nut on it? You know, which is typically how they do it. Don't? Y- yeah. Um, yeah, some are yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Some are eclipse. You know what? The eclipse situation wouldn't have been that bad, but the bevel that they put in the gear is what causes the problem. Um, because it's actually the the where the clip goes in is is lower than the outside of the gear. So when you put it in, it's on a kind of a angle to begin with. Yeah, I, like I haven't seen it, so I I really don't. So it's kind of like this, right? Like a cup. Mm-hmm. A- and it comes in, the, the but the shaft is lower than the upper part here. So it's kind of got to go in. Okay. It's so, recessed a bit. Eh? Yeah, yeah. And it causes, it cause, like I said, it does cause a deformation in the E-clip. I, don't, I would love to see if somebody could get one in there without deforming the clip a little bit. Um, that would definitely be it. But other than that, I, I love the build. Yeah. I time-lapsed it. And like I was telling Jim there when we were on break, I got over 100 views on that thing. On YouTube, I actually got a notification today on my phone from YouTube that said I had over 100 views. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I know. 175, actually, now, because we checked it when we were sitting here. It took you six hours to build it? Seven. 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 And, and you know. That's about average, yeah. My wife was nice enough. She brought me down food. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think she realized that if she didn't bring me food, I probably wasn't coming upstairs to eat. <laughs> so. That's one of the uh, the nice things about the kits versus the ready-to-runs or, you know, the bind and uh, bind and, bind and runs. Yeah, you know, is is the satisfaction in 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 assembling something, you know, and I think that uh, that changes it, eh? You know, from the yeah from a toy to uh, you you almost fall in love with it, if if I will, you know. Oh, yeah, I, like oh, you, you take pride in the in the each part, you know what's inside, inside the inside. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I watched yeah, yeah. I watched Mike this summer become obsessed with this hobby. Like he had always oh. liked RCs and he'd always been into it. But when he built his first kit, which was that RC 8.2, mm-hmm. I seen a yeah. fire lit under his butt like oh. nothing else. Yeah, you know he he yeah. loves it, and, and like, I'm telling you, anybody wants a kit built, get a hold of Mike. If you don't want to build it, he'll build it. Yeah, oh. yeah that's good. That's and good. probably for free. That's, that's my thing, right? <laughs> that's where like my OCD comes in. It's yeah. like I take so much time on every part, make sure like it's just. But that's it, right? Like look at the RC 8.2, except for hitting a stupid pole at the park. Yeah, you're you're the pole tree. Uh, yeah. Anything hard object finder, and that's why. Uh, what were you saying there that you wanted to build to me the other day? Oh, oh the the fifth scale. You wanted that Baja. Holy. The, the ready <laughs> yeah. to run. I said the, yeah, and I'll be there filming it because it's gonna hit something. <laughs> on on. Uh, a, yeah, yeah. I need <laughs> to put. I have to make sure, uh, and I have Jim to thank for this. That anything I drive now needs a T-bone bumper. Yeah, yeah. T-bones are crucial. For what, for who we race with, the, the young, the young lads, if you will, and some of the old people too. But I don't anyway, even care about that. It's the trees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that but on a, I'd like to say I something. I don't care if they're young or old. My RC8, <laughs> the trees, they bite. I took my RC8 together because I'm putting on the T-bone bumper on yeah. the rear. Yeah. 
That RC8, I rode it hard all summer long at my gully track. Yeah. That thing, solid. The front arms don't even shake. The rear, there's a little bit of a wobble, but for the amount of times I was pitching that thing in the corners, yeah, that thing should be just you know in parts and pieces. Didn't didn't wrench on it once all summer long. You contribute that to the to the T-bone bumper, Jim? No, I, no. The actual the rig itself, it's so well made. An RC eight point two e. I don't have the point two. I just you know keep adding parts. Well, yeah, so you've added enough parts so that it's, it's yeah, pretty it's much a, a point two. It's yeah. point two, point three probably if. They, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I had a little bit of uh, RC envy this summer with you guys having those yeah. associated rigs and and stuff like that. And you know, nothing against associated. I think anybody sitting here talking right now knows I'm a big fan of associated. But I, I think if I make the step into eight scale of my own, um, it's probably gonna be a techno. Yeah. Um, the kits are a little more expensive, yes, but man, they are built like a brick solid, solid. house. Yeah. Nice. So that's I think that's going to be my option. I'd really love to build a nitro, and I know Mike's not too keen on the nitros, but but where are we going to run it? Well, it's not that I'm not keen on the nitros. I true. just it's a you know, and and anybody out there that has ran nitros knows exactly I think what I'm talking about. When they're running, it's great. When the thing you know you put it on a starter box, you got the rip cord, and you start that thing up. When they run and you punch that throttle, there's nothing better than the smell of burning nitro and a little blue smoke coming out of the side of thing. But it's when it's not doing that. It's when you're sitting there for 20 minutes trying to get the thing to fire up because the temperature's changed by three degrees. Mike, when That's I, my frustration. When I first met you at Runway Park, you know what? The only thing I saw saw you was, was ass and elbows. You, you had, the, I think, the HBI. <laughs> Remember that when I was there with Mike? <laughs> oh, here's this new guy, Mike. It wasn't HBI. It was the Red Cat. Yeah. Red, Red Cat. Okay, the, the, yeah. The whole time you were there, and as I drove away, I go, that guy just, you know, he just... He was wrenching on his thing. He should have came to the to the park with it already tuned. Yeah, you know. But well, that's yeah. when we were first getting into this four years ago, right? And that's true. Yeah, I know it's been it's been a fast four years, you know. And and Jim's one of the first guys I met out there uh, out us, at yeah. Runway. And uh, yeah, I stole that battery off you. Yeah, hey, that, hey, that worked out. You know what's funny about that? I, I treated you that battery, and 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 that's one thing a lot of people don't I think don't realize in the RC community is a lot of trading going on. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of bartering. So I traded Jim an EcoPower 2S LiPo pack for a set of uh, RC4WD Rock Crusher, I think yeah, they were, yeah, tires. 40 Series. 40 Series for my Summit. Um, sure enough, I never ended up mounting them up because I was way too cheap at the time to buy rims, which were probably going to cost me about $240 for four. Yeah. That's 60 bucks a pop. And uh, I hung on to them forever. I tried selling them. And then finally, I decided to post them online. A guy bit, and that's where my RB5 came from. Bingo, bango. You know, so that that worked out, and I like I said, I love my RB5. I love that two-wheel drive buggy, and I still love the fact that I beat Mike with it in his new B5M. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my time is coming, especially once he figures out how to wheel that thing real good. So yeah, second second time on the track there this weekend, so yeah. lots to learn. And I mean, first time driving, well, not first time driving buggy, but just getting into the buggy thing. So yeah. it, it'll come, it'll come. Absolutely. So, so back on your 44.3, Matt. Yeah, and uh, I'll, you know we can kind of talk back and forth on this because I got the forty-four-two. Yeah, don't mind me, different. guys. I got ADHD. I'm all over the place. <laughs> I'm going to try my best. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 biggest difference, I think, is the carbon fiber chassis plate versus the aluminum, right? Yeah. Uh, and you know, I know we've had conversation before. I just don't. I don't know. There's an advantage or disadvantage to either chassis. I think they both have advantages and disadvantages. True. 
flexing flexing seems to be the that that's yeah that's the biggest problem with the carbon fiber yeah is the flex and 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 uh, again i listened to another interview with tim tunerman uh, about talking about the 443 and um the whole reason why they went to the aluminum chassis is that so many of their factory drivers were running another companies and i'm sure it was probably avid or there i think there's another one out there as well one there yeah the um, I can't remember uh, Shear or something like that or yeah Shep- I was looking at it because I was like if if the went, or I shouldn't say if because I think it's a matter of when for yeah. me yeah. carbon fiber yeah, one that, which is Cheryl. Cheryl yeah um, and basically Tim said you know if we're gonna release a revision of the four four two because we're not ready to do another four by four buggy and call it a B five five whatever they're gonna call it mm-hmm. um, it has to have an aluminum chassis. That's the big thing. And the gear diffs was the other big thing. And I'm not going to lie to you. I love nothing more than not having to worry about slippery clutch setup. None of that stuff. This we the this yeah. yesterday, it was it was awesome. And I'm telling you, uh, it was my first race out with it, so I wasn't being too ridiculous with it. But, uh, you know, Joel Wiggin, um, Wiggins, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, he's been a racer that we've all met, uh, raced with. Uh, he's an accomplished racer. He's, he's pretty much the man to beat. He's my idol. Yeah. So, you know, and he's a TLR guy. He was running a two, two, four. I was running my four, four, three. And, and, you know, obviously he's way faster than I am. That's just the reality of it. But he could get by me and then I do my damnedest to stay on his butt. Mm -hmm. And I tell you to see how hard I can push that thing blew my mind Mm -hmm. because I was for sure thought I was going to wreck but the harder I pushed it, the better it turned. Oh, it'll go in the corner. You know, it was just, you, just you know. You just to do it. <laughs> at the end of the day, I was grinning ear to ear, and I'm going, oh, my God. I think I just found yeah. my love child. Like, <laughs> you you got to be right on that ragged edge of I'm going to wipe out yeah, or I'm going to make it. Yeah, and the, four, the two-wheel dry buggies, I find are the same thing. The harder yeah. you push those, the better they corner, yeah. the better they turn, and you just have to be willing to hang it out there to, to yeah. get it to go. That's the thing. There's a fine line between... You know, you get your car all dialed in, you got it waxed, you got it polished, and now I'm going to put it on the track and almost destroy it? Oh, it's a tough yeah. thing to do. Well, jo- <laughs> we've watched Joel destroy his twice at yep. our races. The, yep. one, the one time you ran it into the wall, exploded it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you got to yeah. get that mindset of yeah. like... It's going to break. Oh, and, and we always have this argument <laughs> back and forth too that, you know, sometimes lighter isn't necessarily faster. Well, hold on now. And hold on uh, now. And we're going to get into the MIP conversation, I think. I, I, I just got some screws for my uh, my Kyosho short course truck. Oh, boy. So I got the titanium ones from Protec. I lifted the bag. There was literally nothing to the bag. I could throw it up in the air. It was like float down. I had right. to put a weight on it so it wouldn't float up. It was that light. <laughs> anyway, so I took the screws out. I put all those screws inside a Ziploc bag. Yeah. And I'm holding the Ziploc bag. And I'm telling you, you could feel, feel the, weight the weight difference. The weight difference. Now, now, all that weight, gone. Yeah. But the problem is... Now, for us, it's not a problem. But what what if you're racing in a series where you have to meet a minimum weight? This is true. Again, not a problem for us. Not a problem for us. But I, I always find I like my rigs to have some weight to them because the way I look at it is, it, it, and weight's not a bad thing if it's low weight. And, and that's got to be a low center of gravity. Yeah. You don't want your weight at the at the top end. Now, well, that's, how that's you what I have with shift with, your weight. Good luck. But like I have, I have the aluminum on the bottom. Yeah, so I got the low center weight. I did it before because. Uh, seventeen five motor, small battery. Yeah, I gotta get over those jumps. Yeah, you're trying yeah. to you're trying to cut the cut the fat if cut you want to call it that. Yeah, but I can see fat. it in that. But like for example, in the four by four buggy, you know, and and again back to this conversation of you know the differences between the forty four two and the forty four three. 
I think the biggest reason a lot of the guys went to the aluminum chassis plate was to increase weight because that's what you've done. And give it you a lower I mean? center of gravity. You increase that. You put that kind of weight at the bottom of something of, like that. It, it, it'll be I, able to corner a lot harder. I watched a vi- video on YouTube. The reason why they went to the aluminum chassis is because they couldn't get enough ribbing in the chassis itself to get the stiffness. So they had to go aluminum. Hmm. But they wanted to go to have it all. Carbon all, fiber. Well, I'm sure they did all, because yeah. of the weight, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because yeah. in a 4 by 4 buggy, you actually, in my opinion, right? Like, so... Carbon fiber 442 weighs more than my B5M, which yeah. has the aluminum, the aluminum chassis plate. Yeah. yeah. But it's that's also got an extra diff, uh, you know. But that's what I'm saying, right? So, yeah. so it already has enough weight, even though they've gone with the car, with, like they went with the carbon fiber. So the issue was was chassis flex. Well, you don't want the chassis flexing when you're pushing the thing around a corner or you're coming off a jump because that's gonna send your truck all over the place too, right? Yeah. Like I think, like I said, it came back to the whole, well, wait a minute. If you're going to change something, and this is just all an opinion, right? If you're yeah. going to stiffen up the chassis, aluminum's the only other way to go. And That's really, right. who cares? Because it's changing your center. To, you're putting more weight on your center of gravity because mm-hmm. it's the lowest thing to the ground. And just, you're going to start strapping pieces of aluminum to the bottom of your truck. <laughs> and just to clarify, you know, everything on this show is a matter of opinion. Yeah. Again, I think I mentioned it at the beginning of it. None of us know what we're really talking about. We're just doing this because we enjoy the RC thing. We've sat around at the end of people's, uh, you know, at the end of Jim's driveway, you know, and spent an hour rambling on about stuff. So I, I started thinking, why don't we put this freaking thing out on the internet? Let everybody else listen to us. And maybe people will. Maybe people won't. We'll see what happens with it, right? But and on on, on that change, Matt, just so I can keep going here like a train because it's in my mind. <laughs> was the motor configurations change yes too. yes they got have the, the options to try to shift your weight yeah around. you can run the shorty pack configuration uh which actually puts the motor uh on the opposite side of uh the the b44 towards the back um or the configuration i went with which is the the old style which is the 44.1 the 442 had um which is saddle pack configuration which is the way i set it up um Basically, from a lot of the reading that I did, the saddle pack configuration is more popular for extremely high bike tracks, and we're racing on carpet, so there's no lack of traction whatsoever on carpet. So that's the way I set it up. Now, if I would have had a shorty pack, I might have set it up the other way. Um, Looking at it now, I probably will not switch it um, because it it, it is a large um, job to switch it. Um, You actually got to flip the diffs um, and... uh, uh, what else there flip the diffs move the motor mount to the other side and everything like that and and you know i didn't use gorilla grip putting mine together um but like i snapped one of my tools off in it and i've gotten all of them to the point now where if i need to take it apart i can i'm only gonna have one problem with one screw which i yeah. can manage i'm sure um you know so it, it's uh yeah like i was just thinking it'd be nice if you did that to know the difference whether you like saddle packs or the shorty pack but yeah. our tracks are always changing so we don't have one set track yeah we, we can't go back to yeah. where, where we raced last time and mm-hmm. do the same course oh I, I did it in 13 seconds yeah. now i'm doing it in 12.5 yeah yeah you know and, and funny enough you, you know we're talking about the 443 and the fact that they make the ability to to switch uh, which way you want um a shell racing actually makes a 442 shorty configuration um, you know, so, you, you know, if you really wanted to switch, you could, yeah. uh, I know, um, 
Tim was saying uh, a lot of the difference that they made is uh, in order to make room on the chassis. It's the same length chassis as the 442, but to make room for it, they actually had to relocate the center differential mm-hmm. um, more forward. Yeah. Um, so um, that's one thing to think of. If, if you do it, your dog bone uh, length between your, your front diff um, and it won't be the same. Now, I don't know how the shell racing one works out on the 442. Um, but I know that's one thing he was saying that for these guys who wanted to maybe get the parts from Associated and convert their 442s to a 443, it's actually cheaper in the long run to probably just buy the 443 kit if you wanted to do it. And Matt, on yeah. that Shell Racing uh, 442 mm-hmm. shorty conversion kit, you'll also, if you read some of the details on it there, you can actually, this allows you to upgrade to Associated front and rear gear diffs and get rid of the ball differentials that are in that thing. Uh, well, and funny enough, even if you wanted to do that right now, you don't have to change anything. The 443 gear diffs, the front and rear gear diffs, will work on the 442. Will the I? center gear diff will not. That's yeah. where the change is. You'd have to change a few things. Now, funny enough, you mentioned that. Um, my kit came with the adapters if I wanted to go with a slippery clutch setup instead of the, the center gear diff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've got the little um, black uh, holders, I guess, for the center diff. I have yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the smaller ones for the, the slippery pad setup, but the, I love it the way it's set up. I, I ran the factory, like, the, the suggested setup that it came with, mm-hmm. and um, I got no gripes with it whatsoever. I It it ran amazing. Now, I don't know what it's going to be like on our track. Again, we run a bigger track than Casey. Yeah. See, now, about the gear diff and ball, ball diff situation here, ball diff when you go around the corner you want that outside tire say you're turning left yep. you want that tire to be rotating with the inner but yeah one step head kind of like like halfway yeah yep gear diff it's all the same well no so, it's not necessarily because so here's well, the, here's the difference you, with oils no yeah because here's the, that's exactly what yeah. you hit that the nail right on the head yeah. right there if you have a ball diff and you want a little bit more diff action you can adjust the ball diff without having to do anything. You take yeah. normally on a lot of them, you pull the, the one side and you, you tighten the screw or loosen it depending on what you're looking for. With gear diffs, you need to change the fluid if you want different <laughs> gear action. Big job. There's a whole lot of work. Yeah, and that yeah. and that's not easy. It's actually easier just to have spare diffs sitting there with different <laughs> fluids and go, oh, okay, I'm going to do this. And and yeah. I'm not the kind of racer who's going to take the time to do that. No. I'm just not. There are racers out there that are going to do stuff like that to tune their vehicle for the best track layout whatever th- i'm not yeah i'm just not sorry <laughs> if that's what you're expecting out of me too bad well i don't think that we have to worry about it because the only thing that comes with with winning is bragging rights at this point yeah pretty us, much right? between you all of us yeah yeah we're not competing for you know money and and do things like that sponsorships at this point maybe we'll get there pink slips pink yeah. slips if i beat slips. you i get your car i'll i'll think i'll do that uh, yeah, I'm not. Like I, 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 uh, I don't have money to replace it if I lose it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, on that but note then, on the 44.2 and the 44.3 there, um, and like you said, Matt, like it, it, it's, it's not a, it's not a um, <laughs> generation change. It's, it's, it's just a revision of the current 44 yeah. series. Yeah, and, that, and Tim was very specific about that. You know, because a big gripe from a lot of guys were, why isn't it metric? The B5M's metric. The B5's metric. Why didn't they switch to metric? I don't want to have two sets of tools in my toolbox. Blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'm thinking, really? 
Like it's going to kill you to have an extra five freaking tools in your toolbox? Are you being for real right now? Some, some, something to uh, bitch and moan about, if you will. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I just, oh. I, I, uh, well, it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, no, like, you know, and I, like I said, I love my B443. I really do. You know, I had the opportunity to drive your, your Kyosho ZX5. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Uh, I didn't race. I haven't raced it, you know, so I can't really say if I liked it more or not. Um, but from my experience, like I ran Mike's 442 at our track. Uh, of course, I was easy on it because the last thing I want to do is break it. Yeah. Because it's not mine. Um, but, man, I'm telling you, now that I have mine... Maybe at our next one, I'll take Mike's and I'll try and wheel it. Worst case scenario, if I break something on Mike's, I'll just hand him mine and that'll be use mine for the rest <laughs> of the day. I'll get your replacement parts. But just just to try the different, you know what I mean? To to what really think, see Mike? the difference. What do you think? Oh, I don't care. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Till he's shaking his head, throwing things at me. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah. You got anything else though, Mike? What about you? What about your B5M? What do you think of that thing? Oh. What a change from the the four two four point two. Yeah. Again, I can't really say a whole lot, right? Because I mean, I only raced the B four point two what three four times. Something like that. Yeah, it wasn't three times. Too many. But three. Th- but does it really feel better though? Like, can you actually absolutely, feel it? Yeah. absolutely the 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 now again we gotta we gotta compare apples with apples here. The B four point two has drywall screws holding the front end together because. Well, that, that's where you bought it, though. You bought it off. That's how I bought yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. It was used. Yeah. It wasn't new. It was used. You know, so. Did our best I think, to get uh, it. It was pretty dirty, too. Eh? I think it was definitely outdoor it was, driven. No, no, I don't think it was outdoor driven. Dirty I think it was clay. clay. Indoor, clay. indoor clay, more than likely, or even, yes. uh, maybe even outdoor clay. It had a lot of dirt on it. Um, so, you I, know, to, to give the B4, I mean, the B4.2 was Associated's flagship buggy for a long time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Four series. One with that thing. Yeah. For years. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, we can't gripe or you know or, or nitpick at something that has a long history but the change from that b4.2 to the b5 was like going from a fiat to a ferrari <laughs> wow wow <laughs> yeah it was like well, if, you, if nobody's figured it out yet mike is italian that's why <laughs> exactly. he goes with the italian references <laughs> you know and i again it's going to take some time because I don't have a lot of experience with the buggies, period, whether it be two-wheel drive or four-wheel drive. Uh, I don't have any much experience in the RC world, period. So, you know, it's figuring out, like Matt was saying, you do not realize how fast you can make those buggies go around a track. You have to find your line, and then you have to find the guts to send your truck, or your buggy, sorry, zipping around that track at that breakneck speed of, if I go just a little bit harder, the thing is going to be a projectile through the air. Yeah, and, and <laughs> we're only thirteen five. Like, can you imagine these guys with the seven point fives? Yeah, the guys that run mod buggy. Oh, like they're they're running like wolf. Those things got to be cooking. And again, we got to compare apples with apples, you know. And we got caught this weekend with that, right, where we were running a mod two wheel drive buggy with our with four the four by, by fours, and he he was competing. Oh yeah. Well, oh, absolutely. Now, I think that might have been the fact that the track was so small, so the 4x4 buggies really couldn't stretch well, their legs. I, say, I think that we all had a hard time in that race, whether it be the two-wheel drive mod or the 4x4 buggies, and that was the track was very tight. Yeah. So you had the handling there, but you didn't have the space to let those things those go. Buggies yeah. did, go. Did, like, they didn't carry enough speed to really get the race pace 
Did you, did you ever go to the far right corner there where they had the door open all day? Did you go yes. to that side of the track? No. Okay. I did. And I'm telling you, Mike, from, from being up on the driver's stand when we were running, yes. the, the angle and the sharpness of that corner, like after you came off the front straight there and went through that yes. little little kink yep. and come over the, that t- corner to go into those two doubles... Dude, I'm telling you, that corner was so sharp. I don't think anybody, unless you went over there and looked at it, realized how tight that corner yeah, was. Like it was probably 110 degrees. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was literally one of these. Poof, like you're going that way and you're going back that way. Sweet. Yeah. Well, so, you had to come around it. You had two choices: to crawl around it and hug the inside, or you had to go wide. But you were, and and I know I got caught a few times hitting the piping there because you're just you you were carrying. Yeah way too much speed to try to make that corner and hearing you say that puts things into perspective i guess yeah like i said if you would have went over i went over there to marshall after one race and i said to to big al i'm like holy this corner is sharp he goes yeah i know (laughs) speaking of hitting the piper uh with your new buggy are you thinking about getting a t-bone bumper are you gonna risk Uh, it I don't know. I, I, Mike kind of knows my opinion on the whole bumper situation. Like, don't get me wrong; they're they're a great idea, um, but I'm looking at it at the sense of um, don't hit it in there. Or? Well, how can I say this gingerly? I'm just not going to say it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, I just I would love to put them on, but at the same time, I don't want to um, let's say waste my money on them. It's insurance. insurance. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I uh, use it to protect myself because I'm still, well, again, you, getting used to it, right? So, And you had that uh, situation last year where somebody got caught turning you, around on yep. the track, hit you dead on, and maybe if you would have had a T-bone bumper on your 4.2, you wouldn't have had that problem. And and, well, and I understand that. Um, I don't know. There, there's a possibility you might see them. Uh, you might see one on my 4.4.3. Um, it, it'll depend. It'll really depend. You know, you spend the, money I, I, the biggest thing is, is I, I feel that those T-bone bumpers, it saves me broken parts. True. You know, and Jim kind of touched things earlier, you know, where we're dealing with, especially at our races, uh, the the a, a very wide range of skill set from yeah. people that have pretty much never touched a truck before to people who have been doing it for years. 25, 30 years, like, yeah. like Joel. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you got to kind of, I don't worry about Joel. You know, when me and Joel get into it, you know, we, yeah, we, 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 we bump and rub and... But it's it's a different bump and rub than the guy that lost it's, control of his car in the middle of the track that you're plowing or, into. Well, like that's usually or, our fault with Joel. So. Or, or the guy. Well, and then, and then Joel has even admitted there's oh, been no. a few times where it's been his fault and stuff, oh, and, yeah, and, that, and that happens. Sorry, yeah. I've gotten and, apologies from Joel for and, him doing something because he's. But again, it goes back to Joel is pushing his RCs to, to the edge, yeah, 110 percent. Well, and that's that's something I really realized this last week, like yesterday, racing with him was that, you know. I don't know if Joel will say it, but to me, he is running those things out on the ragged edge. Oh, yeah. it's When you try and get, compete with Joel to get in that mindset, it is hard. And then to come off, uh, like uh, when the race is over, to come down, you're like, you're you're You're, on a, you're, you're, on a you're flying, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, your heart's going 100 yeah. miles a minute. The adrenaline's pumping oh, through, yeah. and you're like, holy. Yeah. Well, and especially when you, you know, and, and like you were saying, Matt, like what I try to do is, Joel is always going to be three, four, or five laps ahead of you. It just More doesn't likely, seem to yeah. matter. But what I thoroughly enjoy is seeing Joel come up behind me, and then it gives me the fire to try to stay ahead of him. 
And then yeah. he passes you because. And then you try and keep. And then you try and stay and as close to, to you can. Yeah. It's yeah. following his line. Yeah. Yeah. And what'll happen is, is you try to do it, and then he pulls away from you because he's just that good. Yeah. But for those two or three laps, if you can keep up with him, I find that my pace increases. Then I lose him, and then I can't. I don't follow his line anymore. Mm. But he's coming around again. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah so then <laughs> don't don't worry. Had, he'll be there shortly. <laughs> yeah, you just slow down for that another two laps, and then he's caught back up with you. Yeah. yeah. You know, but it is. It, it's, it's such a good feeling, though, like with these new buggies uh, or upgrades, uh, you know, that at least to see a, an increase in performance. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing I noticed on the B5 was those uh, associated HD cups, I think they call them, eh, Matt? Yep, yep. Wow, that's all I can say. <laughs> they are the most crazy pain in the backside. Yeah, the ball. you're talking about the ball cups. The ball cups yeah. onto the ball studs. Yeah, and lo- a lot like, of guys have, have loved them. Uh, I, I know a big gripe from a lot of drivers with the 442, the four-wheel drive buggy, was um, the the weak ball cups. They break sloppy. easy. Not even that. They break easy, like the actual cup um, itself. Wow. Uh, I've, I've been the victim of that once on my SC10 RS. I've broken one. Funny enough, Maverick gave me an RPM white one, and I've never replaced any of the other ones. I'll tell you what, Associated, I don't think it's going to have any problems with these new HD cups because no. you basically need, well, uh, 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 what, what are those things, a ring, uh, you use them to compress things on a motor, what what am I looking for? Uh, a, a ring compression tool? Yeah, like you just, like you need, <laughs> <laughs> you need like a hydraulic press yeah. to get those things together. I was shaking my head. <laughs> I'm sitting there with my pair of needle nose pliers. I had to go to the channel locks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> well, and, and funny enough, um, looking close, more closely at the ball cups that came with my 443, um, they did change the plastic in them. It's not the same plastic, same as the another big gripe with the 442s is the front uh, front arms break easy. Um, apparently, Associated addressed that with changing the plastic formula in them. So it'll be interesting to see because I know Mike's running the factory uh, arms on his 442 and I'm running the factory on my 443 and see who, who breaks one first. It'll probably be me because I'm too cheap to put T-bone bumpers on it. Um, but, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tattletale on myself a little bit. I just bought a new dual charger. And I also uh, got an RX-8 on the way for my 4x4 short course because I got tired of my Mamba Max Pro giving me cutting, cutting out on you? Well, the fan gave up the ghost at the race, eh? so it thermaled out on me. So, yeah. And uh, I'm just I'm done tinkering with it. I know they're, I know everybody says that that ESC should be perfectly fine running what it's running. And they're, they're a good ESC when you first start out. And then when you get a couple races under your belt, next thing you know, it's time to upgrade. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the other thing that I'm running uh, as well with my Mamba Max Pro is a is a Beck, yes. a Castle Beck to to make sure that um, the demand isn't on the ESC. So mm. uh, that was the other reason why and I then, went with the RX8 is because I won't need an external Beck with well, it. If, if there's one thing I got to say about about ESCs, and my heart is with Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait before you go there. I also ordered the 13 millimeter rotor for my SC4X uh, four and a half turn, uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna have a little bit more torque, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, but but it is like I ran a lot of the Mamba stuff, and now going over to the Tekken stuff, it is just like again, it's like night and day. 
Yeah, like it's just yeah. you know, and now we we've got the that SMC uh, motor oh, and ESC combo. Yeah, yeah, we we haven't even touched on that. Like we're we're believe it or not, guys, we're an hour and twenty minutes into this. Wow. You know, we've been just motoring along, talking, and and I knew we were gonna do something like this. It, it, it's great, and I love it. We haven't even talked about SMC. No. And the fact that, you know, we run their battery, we run his batteries, we run his ESCs, we run his motors. And I'm going to tell you, my 443 is all SMC. Yeah. The saddle packs are, the motor is, the ESC is. And other than, you know, Danny being good and sending me out the revised um, uh, firmware for the ESC, uh, which solved a lot of problems. Uh, you know, some miscommunications, I guess we didn't, re Mike didn't realize that the voltage cutoff is actually for pack voltage not for individual cell voltage um well you you what you said in conversation danny wasn't happy no he he had he had said to me that he wasn't crazy about well, that software the software interface, the eh? interface for for them um i'm not sure maybe if it's the interface or if he meant the firmware on the escs i'm gonna say it's the firmware on the escs because he had a couple of different revisions uh you know i spoke to him about it because i was having problems setting up jim's escs for him um and he, he was really good about it he sent me one um, and then, like five minutes later, he said, "Never mind. I just tried that one. Don't use it. Uh -huh. Use this one. It works." Um, and you know, like I said, I updated all of Jim's ESCs to it. I updated mine, uh, Mike. I know you updated yours to it, and and I haven't had any issues whatsoever with the ESC since I did that. No, nope. oh, it's, no, it's been great. Been good. And I just leave the, mine on auto lipo cutoff because uh, the know. other thing. Uh, sorry, Matt. There to cut no, you no, off. No, no, no. Was the remember how I was complaining to you about the whole formatting of the Tekin software for the ESCs, the programming software, and the and the SMC stuff? Yeah. Well, funny enough, when we were setting things up for the podcast, Matt made a comment. He's like, "Oh, I hate how big all these things is." And in Windows Seven, you can make a change in the in the uh, ratio of of the size of your icons and everything. Yeah. Well, sure enough, when we were at Casey's this weekend on that laptop, I made a change to 100% from the 125%. And it fixed that uh, problem? And it fixed all the format. I have been pulling my hair out yeah. with that Tekken software, trying to program my ESCs, and you'd click on a on a setting, and all of a sudden it would take you to the, the throttle curve. Yeah. Like, why are you taking me to the throttle curve? All yeah. I wanted to do was change my drag brake. Like, it's a different <laughs> screen. I was getting so frustrated, and... Like I said, just two and two. The Friday night, Matt asked, said, made a comment. It hit me in the head, like a ton of bricks. Oh, it wasn't even Friday. Was, it was it was at it was at Casey's race yesterday. No, it was at Friday. You asked me about the stuff on the computer, though. For the remember when we were at your place getting ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And then yesterday, when I made, like I said, it just put everything into perspective. And just so everybody knows, I'm the computer geek of the group here. Yeah. You know, if, if I don't know, I ask Mike. You know, <laughs> I, I know enough to get around, do what I got to do, set things up. Hey, you know, the Podbean website that we're going to be using to host this podcast, I even figured that out for myself. And I don't know if Mike will ever admit to it, but I'm probably impressed him a little bit. The fact that I even figured out how to change things and how to actually post things all on my own oh, without great. asking him how to do it. <laughs> Mike was probably like, yes, I don't have to handle this crap. Any of the computer people out there will know exactly what I mean. It's when you're a computer guy and we live in a society where even our RCs have many... The ESC is, yeah, it's an electronic speed controller. It's a small computer strapped to the inside of your RC at this point with, yeah. with the censored motors and all the programming you can do, the things running a computer. You know, you're always asked the questions, whether it be your family, your friends, when you're at work, it never seems to leave you so... <laughs> yeah, when Matt figures something out on his own, 
And I'm like, yes. Yeah. I don't have to, you know, look at it or, you know, whatever. Well, but at the same time, you enjoy it. But anyways. I'm not going to lie. Because I know you're so good with computers, I've begotten lazy over the last <laughs> few years. It's like, hey, Mike will figure it out. Forget it. Beep. We have Mike. <laughs> but, you know, back to the whole conversation of the SMC stuff, and there was that whole mistake of where I set it to the 3.4 volts, yeah. which was the whole cell p- voltage. I ran my buggy until the bitter end when it cut off. Well, to my surprise, I go and check it, and the thing's at like 2. Point, well, 3.4. The thing was at like 2.4. 2.8 per volts or 2.8 so which per means cell. it must have been yeah. even lower than that because at 3.4 that'd be 2.2 volts a cell yeah well, well needless to say i had a little bit of a heart attack and but that pack's okay know. right oh yeah the pack's yeah. fine i mean it yeah. only happened once and it got on the charger right away oh. you know look, look what i did the one time there we were oh. we were racing i left my um my battery plugged into my two-wheel drive buggy it sat up there for um, a month no, I think it was only two weeks because I think that oh. was one of the ones where we raced at Casey's and then we came home. So it was two weeks. Okay. But when I went to it, I couldn't get it to charge. So I had to do the little trick to do it. And I'm not going to discuss the little trick because I don't want anybody doing it. If they don't know what it is, then that's better. Yeah, let's just be clear. We're talking about lipo packs. Like yes. And polymers. Yeah. And Jim, Jim knows all about things. the little trick and accidentally forgetting. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so I won't go hand. into what it is, but... Uh, you know, I got it to, to take a charge through lipo charging. I charged it up, and I still use that pack to this day, and it's fine. Um, well, look at, the, look, at, look at the ones that we were running in the boat, the one that exploded. Yeah, literally that split exploded. the case wide open. Yeah. The case yeah. blew apart. Yeah. The, the two cells in it were literally yeah. double, double the size of what they really should have been. Yep. Yeah. Took the thing out, let it cool down. The case clipped back together, and the pack is fine. Oh. Now, I'm the kind of person that I know that happened to that pack, so I'm not going to trust it to stick into my RC that, you know, right? if the thing catches on fire, that's it. That truck's going to be done. But I think that's a testament to, to, to Danny's stuff. To those SMC packs, for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, that's why he's so stringent with his quality, and, and his prices are... Can't beat his prices. No, no you can't. can't. For the quality. Let's let's even, rephrase even that. If. You let's probably can beat his, his prices but you aren't going to get the quality of pack that you get for the price. Well, that's period. What I was gonna say, even if you had to throw that battery pack out, let's say a, a, a name brand or whatever you want to call it. The, Max the Amps. Premium. Let's say Max Amps. Let's say a Max Amps battery. Let's say a Max Amps lasted you two years and the Danny SMC battery lasted you 12 months. You can still buy three SMC packs for the price of one Max yep, Amps. Too. Absolutely. And I'm telling you right now, look at your Traxxas packs. Yeah. You take a Traxxas pack versus an SMC pack. You run them in a truck. The Never SMC mind truck. The SMC pack gives that vehicle. Look look at them in my boat. Punch. That was the true, real, hello, nurse kind of <laughs> situation this summer. When I got that, that catamaran and the first set of packs I ran it were those Traxxas packs. And I got nothing against them. They've been great to me. I've had them for three years. Yep. You know, and I've used the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I put them in there in the boat. It was fast. I was like, oh, look at this thing go. This is awesome. I'm having a blast. Ran those out, brought it off, you know, turned around, threw the, the, the SMC packs in it, threw it in the water, squeezed that trigger, and I think all three of us went, holy. Thing came alive. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. wow. The discharge rates are just through the roof. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. So again, you know, to anybody listening to this, you know, I know some some of the people are, are seasoned uh, RC hobbyists. To those that aren't, lipo battery packs. For the love of God, please be careful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, ask us the questions. You can get us on Facebook. Any of us, please, if you're working with lipos, 
Just think safety first. Yeah, absolutely. Don't leave them unattended when you're charging them. That's right. the number one. I mean, when, I, when I'm going to charge them and I'm not in the same room as them, they're normally ending up in uh, like a military-grade ammunition container. Uh, I put the battery in there. I leave the charger outside of the container. Uh, I put the lid on it, and I don't clamp, clamp the lid down, but I close it. So that way if something happens, it's going to billow smoke all over the place, but at least it's contained. I can unplug the leads from my charger and, and carry the whole tin outside. And, and and it's not that the, um, I mean, it depends on where it is, right? I mean, we've seen on YouTube, I don't think we've really ever seen a lipo fire in person. Uh, Jim, you kind of have, but it was just a very small pack, eh? Yeah, yeah, it was a very small pack. It was, a, I think, it was, it was uh, 500 but, but was it a lipo or was it a lithium ion? It was an ion. Yeah. An ion. Oh, that was an ion, so that yeah. wasn't even... No, it wasn't no, the really, same. Really, we haven't experienced the lipo fire per no. se. A pack catching on fire. Yeah. Well, hey, I got that uh, that one pack. The lead fell off of out in the garage that we can experiment with. You know, but <laughs> it's a very intense fire for got, a very short those... period of time, right? It's not like it, it's something that smolders. Took off like a rocket in my hand. Literally <laughs> a rocket. Yeah, I seen the burn marks on your hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I think laughs> Two days later, I still got the burn marks on my hand. So. <laughs> And that's just me trying, to, trying to catch to get the damn the smoke thing. Out of his house. Yeah. yeah. And the your stink. wife wasn't home, was she? No, she was at work, but the stink. Thank Holy God. She, man, the stink. Could you imagine if she was at home? Oh, she would have shut her down. Yeah, she would have shut everything down. <laughs> get them. Believe you think you got that garage there? Hibbity, hibbity, <laughs> hop, hops out of the house. Yeah, I, I hear you. Well, guys, we're at an hour and a half. Uh, we might as well round it out to a full two hours, but the reality is this I need to use the restroom. Okay. And I need something to drink. So, with that being said, I think we're going to take a little break here. Take a break, wrap it up. Yeah, and then uh, we'll come back and just kind of touch on all of the things that we talked about, I guess recap, if we want to call it that. So, um, you know, again, we want to thank everybody for listening to us so far. We'll be back after the next couple of minutes. All right, I'll make that short and sweet. We are back. Nice little restroom break there and gathering our thoughts. Um, I'm pretty impressed, guys. You know, we, we I was kind of a little nervous, you know, obviously with with everything that, that, I've, that I've put together for us to be able to do this and stuff like that. I, w- I was nervous and excited. And I'm kind of glad it's working out so far. We've pretty much got our first podcast in the can. Uh, well, whether In conversation, we didn't even know what we were going to talk about and how we were going to go with it. And I mean... I think once uh, we're gonna have to listen to it back, eh, Matt? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna make sure uh, things things sound appropriate. Probably but, won't uh, do very com- much. Com- yeah, like let's give us input. Anybody that listens to this, if we're talking too much, if we're not talking enough, if there's something you want us to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and you know, just to make everybody aware too, Mike actually isn't physically sitting with us this evening. He he is skyped in with us. And so, you know, he may not be coming through uh, as loud as Jim or myself are. And I know I'm probably coming through really loud, but I'm right up on the microphone. Um, it was a good test. We thought it was uh, the opportunity that if we're going to bring in guys. Uh, yeah, well, at least we know we can from, carry. From associated. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I don't think it'll ever be a two-hour-long interview with one of them, but, you know. Yeah. I, I think we could. I I got a lot of my brain that needs to get out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, for sure. But, but yeah, you know, so, yeah, this this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing RC-related podcasts, you know, so if they have any suggestions for us, don't be afraid to reach out to us on Facebook um, or even on the Podbean website. Um, 
funny enough, I'm mentioning Podbean, and I don't even remember what my address is for Podbean. Um, give me a minute. I'll look it up. What do you got going on there, Mike? I am honestly gathering my thoughts. <laughs> oh, <this is laughs> Trying to think about everything that we've talked about tonight from the beginning. We started off with a general introduction. Um, actually, actually I, I'd like to step in here for a second. I don't think we talked enough about my Kyosho short horse truck, how awesome it is. Yeah, I, I made the mistake of handing that guy yeah. a car action friggin' book when he's he got, got the, here. He's got the car action book out here. <laughs> And let, with, let all me, his, with all his bookmarked sticky note pages. Oh. Yeah, pretty much. Let me give you some stats on this Kyosho SE6. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to cut you off oh, before you man. get there. Yeah. All right, so you guys want to check us out on Podbean. That's mbmpodcast.podbean.com. Pod, like a pea pod, and bean, like the bean that's in a pea pod. <laughs> so anyway, mbmpodcast.podbean.com. That's where you're going to be able to get uh, download. You not only can download from that site, you can stream it right from that site, so it's totally up to you. Um, I'm going to have Mike give me a hand working out the whole Android-based app where you'll literally be able to get our podcast right on your phone as we publish them, as well as on the iPhone. Uh, I tried figuring it out. It's beyond my level. That's going to be Mike helping me situation. But okay, Jim, let's hear about this SC6 because I know how... uh, Hot and bothered you are over it. You got a grin on his face. Does oh, he have yeah. the Dude, he's been, he's ear been, to ear. like ear I said, to ear, Mike, I kid you not, he's got all these little sticky notes, you, uh, uh, you know, just for the people listening, they don't realize, you know, the setup I got going on here. I, I have a bunch of these sticky note uh, things that my wife had from work and a bunch of pens from my work. So I took a bunch of them and I spread them out on, in the four positions because we have the ability to have four people in studio and uh, he's sitting here. And I look over and I, I say to Mike earlier when we weren't on the air, I'm like, Mike, I said, you know those sticky notes and pens that I thought were a ridiculous idea? I'm like, Jim's using them. So <laughs> I think we win. We win. Okay. Short course truck. SE6. First of all, the plastic's sweet. When you screw into it yeah. and you get to the end, you can feel it and it tightens and you know it's tight. It's in there. It's locked. The plastics, I can't say enough about them. I wish all my RCs were like that. Yeah. Some aren't. I won't tell you what they are but some aren't. Kyosho shocks. <laughs> beautiful. Literally beautiful. Well, I think... Emulsion. Uh, I think we know that, though, because uh, I think a lot of associated drivers run Kyosho so- shocks on their eight-scale stuff, right? Three-millimeter shafts are beautiful. Yeah. Like, float. Speaking of the plastics, I kind of wish there was aluminum parts for it because I'm used to buying aluminum parts for my other cars. For your TLR stuff? TLR stuff. Don't be afraid to say it. Yeah. TLR, it, yeah. you know what? Lots TLR has the it. bling. I'm not going to lie. They have the bling. Do I need it with this? I I don't know. We'll wait and see. But beautiful. The aluminum chassis, 70, 75 aluminum. Yeah. Strong, yeah. tough. Oh, it is. Awesome. It's awesome. nice. The steering rack, the bell crank. Before, I, I guess back in the day, Kyosho's were always known for plastic bell cranks. Mm-hmm. If you can, you know, my ZX5, yeah. it's all plastic junk in there. I think so. I think my RB5 is as well. Yeah. So all the new stuff is... Aluminum? Aluminum. Nice. Aluminum. Hey, yeah. that's the... You know what? An aluminum steering rack right out of the box is a nice feature. Yeah. You know, because still to this day, a lot of the kits are, are plastic. Mm-hmm. I, I just... It's just a dream to work on. It's nice and light. I said the, the, the grams here. They have the grams here. Twenty-one fifty-eight grams. I think my, I think my low C is nineteen something. 
Yeah. So it's, my Losi is a little lighter, but I, like I said, I, I bought a. Yeah, aluminum. but what's the what's the chassis plate made out of on the 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 the, 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 the TLR on the I'm, Losi? I'm not sure. Obviously, aluminum, but yeah. what is it? The seventy seventy five hard anodized? I don't know. Yeah, what grade mm-hmm. is it? Yeah, yeah, I really don't know. It it, it seems the Losi would seems a little softer. Yeah, but what are you scratching your nose there, bro? No, I moved and I hit the microphone. <laughs> I know, I'm just busting you. But no, I'm I I got the the short course truck for the seventeen five class because you know I wanted something a little different. Yeah, yeah. Ventured out from the norm of my TLR stuff. Yeah, well, and for most people that don't know, um, this year, um, not only did Casey make the change, uh, he did it a little differently than we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but last year, stock short course was considered uh, a thirteen five blinky or a seventeen point five open. Uh, this year, Casey eliminated that as his stock class and his stock class is 17.5 blinky period end of story that's yep. what his stock is and then he has mod which is everything else yeah um however up at the crc car club because we're so new to racing this is only our second year running a racing program we didn't want to alienate anybody who you know spent money last year or maybe over this off season to build a new stock vehicle um so what we did is we we offered the stock short course which is 17.5 blinky only and then we offer super stock, which is the old stock. So mm-hmm. 17.5 open ESC or 13.5 blinky. Um, so we did a little differently. And, you know, a, a lot of guys like yourself, Jim, this year built a, a specific 17.5 uh, blinky rig to, to race in that. Mm-hmm. I think we had 13. Yeah, we had a lot on. of them. And, and even Casey had a few. You know, yeah. I know I was reading a Facebook post, uh, you know, some of Casey's racers were a little upset about it too. But well. It, it, but that that's really the true stock. If you were to talk to somebody who races regularly, a stock short course class would be a 17.5 blinky. So, you know, it, it makes sense why you did it. Yeah. Yeah. And it separates the bashers to the guys who got to wheel it now. Well, the, and the, I, the, the good driver. And I think it, it, gives, it gives the novice guys a class to move to that isn't ridiculous. Yeah. Now, that being said... Anthony Masassi was giving me a run for my money with a 17.5 Blinky it, when I was running a 13.5 Blinky. Yep. Just as fast because you can yeah. hold that trigger down. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, yeah. you just got to steer it. But yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think I could have ran my 17.5 in the mod. Yeah. And did just as well. I don't know where I finished. Yeah, Pl- Plumbo only ran one class. He only ran mod. Yeah. Hey, guys. Yo, slower is faster. Yeah, true. That, that true. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't to kind of reiterate guy. that to ourselves, right? Yeah. You got to be smooth out there. So, yeah, to, to wrap up, though, what uh, where we've been here today, tonight. Yeah. Man, we have talked about a ton of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we almost need somebody just listening to write down what we're, where we've been. Again, everybody's going to have to bear with me. I, I truly do have ADHD. I'm not using that as a joke and trying to be funny. I am all over the place. Jim knows it. Mike <laughs> knows it. My wife especially knows oh, it. You know. You. So I think I'll be the moderator to keep things on track. Yeah, so <laughs> Mike's going to have to cut me off. What he <laughs> needs is like a shock collar for me just to give me a yip every <laughs> exactly. time I'm getting a little too ridiculous. But yeah, you know, tonight we, we, we've talked about uh, our own RC racing, right, which was the Sioux RC Car Club. Yep. And you can find us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash Sioux RC Car Club Canada. Canada, eh? Yep. Uh, we talked about, uh, I just looked them up on Facebook, KC, that's the letters K-C. Yeah. Like King hobbies and, Charlie. Yeah, like King Charlie Hobbies yeah. and Raceway. He's located in St. Ignace. 
Um, yes. Yeah, he supported us. We've supported him. Yeah, it's good back time. and forth. It's great. Yep. Gives us gives us uh, a break from running races. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure Casey feels the same way when he comes up here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, we talked about Axial, the Yetis, the regular sized Yeti, and the oh. extremely extra large Yeti. Uh, Axial <laughs> came out with a short course truck, a four, by, a four by four short course truck. I seen the picture of it. There I'm is, writing that down for next one. There is I was going to say, let's, let's, four, let's write that down for four or five our, page uh, forum on rccrawler.com. They recently took a big squid, leaked the picture. Yeah. They've taken it off due to the lawyers got involved. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, but there is a four or five so page. That's your job for the next podcast that we do. And, and again, guys, we can yeah. do these whenever we want. You know, if we feel we really want to do another one next weekend, we can. Um, right now, tentatively, I'm looking at every two weeks, roughly, because um, we race on Sundays, doing the Mondays for us. And then uh, because Casey does Saturday, Sunday for him. Um, you know what I mean? Try and try and work that out. Um, but if, if there's any reason why, you know, Jim or Mike, um, you guys figure we really should put something else down because you just found something you need to talk about, um, and you can't wait let us know. But Jim, make sure you do some, you know, do your due diligence and bring that in on the next one. I've I've tried to look for the picture. They've taken it off. Well, even if you can't find the picture, just information maybe because you were saying there's like, what, five pages on the uh, forum? Yeah. So, yeah, get get us some info about it. Well, definitely. I wrote it down. We'll talk about that. And I'm going to take that sticky note. (laughs) It's stuck to my monitor right there. Some associated products tonight. (laughs) That's a winner. What didn't we talk about? <laughs> yeah. Well, just I'm just trying to recap to to to, recap, to the eh? listeners <laughs> where we went. <laughs> Sorry, I yeah, it happens. Yeah, we 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 brutalized the English. Forty four point three, the B forty four point two, the B five M, the B four point two, team associated Pro Light four x four. We briefly touched on, which I'd like to throw underneath a bus. You know what, Mike? I think I can make that with thing sing. Uh, I think there's you some start spending the money on it though, because I've seen the bills that went into that thing. There's a Boy. plan. There's a plan that we can talk about on the next podcast. Write that down. Oh, wait, what am I writing down? Pro light plan for the pro light. Okay, the plan for the pro light. Pro light plans. You should keep it though, because we will be taking that to uh, Calcasca in the summertime. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, no. Never said I was. The word on the street like is Kalkaska. Chris at CD Hobbies is building an outdoor track. It's oh, not going to be the size of Gaylord, but it is going to be an outdoor track because, unfortunately, our friends in Gaylord at uh, what is it M N M R C C. Um, recently shut down their track. Um, fortunately, we had the first opportunity at the rechargeable transponder, so thanks to them uh, for giving us that opportunity. And so we have them uh, for our racers. Uh, but, yeah, unfortunately, they, they shut down their program. Uh, but Chris in uh, Kalkaska that runs CD Hobbies, uh, he has an indoor clay track, which uh, if you guys don't know about, look it up. It is, from my understanding, the uh, Cat's Mass, mm-hmm. if we want to call it yep. that. Yeah, I said oh, yeah. Mass. Um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so check check them out. Apparently he's building an outdoor track for next year, so, uh, you know, definitely probably make a trip down there once or twice at least to, to, to get some racing. Hopefully we can find something outdoor for us here to make things a little easier, but we'll see. Or even a permanent indoor home. Yeah, permanent indoor home would be That'd nice, too. That would be great, too. Yeah. So yeah, upcoming races, ours at uh, the old Henry High School. Yep. That is on October 2nd. Casey's Sunday. running... Yep. Ah, uh, sorry, November 2nd, my yeah, bad. November. November 2nd. Yeah. And Casey's is on 
for 15th? Yeah, the 15th. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. You going to be able to make that one, Jim, you figure? Yes, I figure. Oh, so it's going to be the boys. Yeah. Canadian boys, as bring, we're referred to. Bring a few more of us down there. That'll be good. Awesome. Other than that, uh, I think we kind of touched base on everything we wanted to touch base on, eh? Yeah, I think for the most part. I think so. It wasn't too bad for a first podcast. It's definitely, it was definitely, it went a lot easier. And I, I think we blew through, we're at an hour and 41 minutes now. We blew through almost two hours, like nothing. And, and what were we doing? We were doing what we normally do when we go to your place for a fire or, yeah. or yeah. we're out in the garage. We, so. ju- we just don't shut up. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. Our Skype call, which is the second Skype call we started tonight, Matt, we're at two hours and 53 minutes. Well, you got 53, I got 45. Interesting. <laughs> well, remember it disconnected and yeah. reconnected on us? That so one that, that was probably it then, the two hour 53. Is we've, been on, <laughs> we've been on a Skype call for three hours. I just so hit my microphone. that just goes to tell you or show, you know, how much time goes into a, an hour and <laughs> 45 minute podcast. <laughs> Like everything we do. Oh, hey, we wanted to make sure everything worked. That was the big we one. Did. Mm-hmm. So, but awesome. I, 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 f- I want to thank everybody that downloads this and listens to the entire thing. You are a trooper, and apparently you are uh, love being tortured. <laughs> <laughs> you may need uh, toilet paper for your bleeding ears. Yeah, you, you might want to make an appointment with the shrink. <laughs> uh, or consume a lot of alcoholic beverages. There's nothing wrong with that. But, uh, yeah, thanks for again for listening to us. Again, you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash mbmpodcast. Make sure you go over there, give us a like, um, share us, share the crap out of us. We'd love that. Uh, and, of course, uh, again, we're going to be hosting all of these uh, on Podbean, so mbmpodcast.podbean.com. And, uh, yeah, this has been the uh, MBM Podcast, and uh, thanks for joining us. Night, everybody. Oh, that's the end of that, apparently. I don't know what happened there. I was going to tell.